0: Welcome to the Be Free Program, where you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Hi, I'm Loretta Roshka, your host, and I'm excited to get to share the Word of God with you today. I'm telling you, God is so good. He's moving in mighty, wonderful, glorious ways. And we have entered into a season of uh, the Jewish Feast of uh, Rosh Hashanah, which is the Feast of Trumpets, or the Feast of Blowing blowing those shofars, and it announces the new year. Uh, the shofars would blow, and it would announce the new year. And uh, and then it, that begins the 10 days of awe. Now, I'm going to be doing a teaching, not today, but I'm going to be doing a teaching about uh, the significance of the feasts And the appointments with God, that's what they are. They were actual appointments with God. God wanted to be with his people. He set an appointment on these days. You'll have a feast and I'm going to meet with you. Isn't that awesome? How about if God calls you up? Hey, I want you to come to my house and let's have dinner and I just want to spend time with you. That's our God's heart, that's his heart, and now we can do that as we fellowship and, and we feast at his table and taste to see that he is good. But the Feast of Trumpets, or Rosh Hashanah, the New Year, the Day of Blowing, the shofars, uh, we just celebrated that on Saturday, and it begins what's known as the Ten Days of Awe, or the High Holy Days. Now, here's the thing. Uh Uh, The feast was announcing, come meet with God. And it was an invitation from the Lord Most High to meet with him, to fellowship with him. And uh, during those ten high holy days, uh, they were holy, which means set apart, consecrated, hollowed, apartness. God was calling them apart. It means separateness, being separated from everything that would distract them from... uh, seeking the face of God, uh, hearing from Him, uh, following Him, being obedient to Him, uh, separate from the things of the world. See, we are in the world, but not of the world. That's what we're supposed to be in it, but not of it. In it to make an influence, to make an impact, uh, but not of it. In other words, we, are an, we don't join in and part of the spirit of this world <clears throat> and the carnal nature and flesh and the, the sin that... Uh, so prevalent is so prevalent in the world right now. That's not who we are. That's not who we're called to be. Praise God through the, through the blood of Jesus. We don't have to be that. So we are, it's a calling away. It's high, holy days that the Jewish people, Celebrate and we uh it's it's very significant and we should pay attention to the feast and the appointments uh of the the Jewish feast because they're significant in the spirit they it's a demarcation it's a a line in the sand and God does many things and it's it's a changing it will change your life you know uh it's a time of examining your heart it's a time where God's saying examine your heart uh it's a time to seek His face. It's a time to repent. It's a time of restoration and reconciliation of uh, repentance. And so it's that, that calling us. We're in that period right now. It, we're in that time, and we should all be seeking the face of God. We should be... Uh, crying out to him and asking him, Lord, if there's anything in me, there's a scripture, I didn't look it up, but it talks about it literally in the new King James, I believe it says secret sin. And, you know, I've, I've been crying out to God and seeking the face of God. Lord, if there's any secret sins, if there's any, uh, evil uh, any wicked way, any iniquity iniquity is a sin that you bend towards it's a it's a bending towards a certain behavior lifestyle habit addiction and pattern and so and it's it's an iniquity in that it passes down from generation to generation to generation it's a familiar spirit or in other words a familial spirit let's say uh in my family it was alcoholism uh that that was one of the things that was passed down very prevalent in my family. But praise God when it got to me because I accepted Jesus Christ as a little girl, not my righteousness, not my ability to resist, but the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, The alcoholism did not pass down to me, nor my children, nor will it pass down to my children's children or their children's children, because in the name of Jesus, we broke that stronghold, uh, that pattern of thinking that had a strong hold on us that pattern of behavior that had a strong hold it was broken off because when it passed down to me it didn't it bumped up and ran into the blood of Jesus it didn't run into my ability it didn't run into willpower on my part it came up into and it hit the blood of Jesus and there was no answer for it Uh, it had to stop in other words it had no recourse yeah there is nothing else it could do because I pled the blood of Jesus the righteousness of Christ and the power of the name of Jesus to break that off. It did not pass down to me and my children or, or and so on. So praise God for that. So it's a time that we're, we're in those high holy days when we think about what does this mean? It's a new year. It's a new beginning. Uh, and I'm going to do some teaching later on in some other, uh, radio programs that talks about what the, the year that we've entered in the Jewish year, of 5781, what it actually means. Uh, how that relates to your life today there's there's like hidden prophetic meanings and direction and clues as to what we need to be doing what we need to be uh uh praying about looking for how we need to respond how we need to be proactive uh in different things and so uh, we're in that time uh Rosh Hashanah, New Year, New Beginning, the Feast of Blowing the Shofars, and when you blow a horn, it's actually releasing breath, and it's, it's signifying, and I felt with the Holy Spirit when I ministered Saturday up at the Coming King's Culture Prayer Garden, that the Lord said that this, we have entered to a season of the breath of God, like we've never known before. And I want to get into that, but not today. So you're going to have to be watching for a follow-up uh, for next week's, but, but the breath of God, and uh, He wants to, to blow upon us new life. But we are now heading up to we're heading up to uh, the feast, the the, the Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur, the day of atonement that the Jewish people celebrated. And it's the holiest day. And what we're supposed to do between the feast of of, uh, trumpets on Saturday all the way up. And it is actually on. uh, Let's see this Sunday. Uh, forget what day that is, I think it's the 27th, Uh, but that we are to really be seeking the face of God. Actually, at the time of this broadcast on Sunday morning, when it actually uh, plays on uh, at 10 a.m. on KERV, a.m. 1230, uh, 107.7, The Light, uh, when it actually airs on that Sunday, it will be Yom Kippur. The beginning, we will begin Yom Kippur, and so uh, what? What does that mean? What is what's important about the Day of Atonement, the Jewish uh, Yom Kippur? What, what does that mean to us as Christians? How does that relate to us? How does that relate to our time period in the United States of America, right at this exact moment? Why? What? What's important about it? Well, I want to I want to take us to. Spend a few moments and I want us to look at Leviticus chapter 16 because this is very, very important. The, God wants you to connect to this, to the revelation of His word. He wants you to connect to the season we're in. Uh, the sons of Issachar knew the times and the seasons and what Israel ought to do. Uh, Jesus said uh, that, you know, we were to know our, our day of visitation. If you knew the day of your visitation and I believe that God is visiting us, Uh, he is visiting our nation as a whole, but he also wants to visit you and I right to right where we are. So that there's a change in our life and there's a change that spreads across our nation because it begins with the individual. So in Luke chapter 16, uh, this is speaking about atonement, the Yom Kippur, Aaron shall offer the bull. This is verse six. Aaron shall offer the bull a sin offering for which which is for himself and make atonement for himself and for his house. <coughs> Excuse me. He shall take the two goats and present them before the Lord at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. And then Aaron shall cast lots for two goats, one of the goat for the lot for the Lord and the other one for the scapegoat. And Aaron shall bring the goat on which the Lord's lot fell and offer it as a sin offering. But the goat on which the lot fell to be the scapegoat shall be presented alive before the Lord to make atonement upon it and let it go as a scapegoat into the wilderness. And Aaron shall bring the bull of the sin offering, which is for himself and make atonement for himself and for his house and shall kill the bull as a sin offering in which which is for himself. He shall take a censer full of burning coals of fire from the altar before the Lord with his hands, the incense beaten fine and bring it inside the veil. And he shall put the incense on the fire before the Lord and the cloud of the incense may cover the mercy seat that was on the testimony. Lest he die, he shall take some of the blood of the bull and sprinkle it with his finger on the mercy seat on the east side and before the mercy seat he shall sprinkle some of the blood with his fingers seven times. Then he shall kill the goat of the sin offering which is for the people bring the blood inside the veil do with that blood as he did with the blood of the bull and sprinkle it on the mercy seat and shall sprinkle it on the mercy seat and before the mercy seat so he shall make atonement for the holy place. So, This all speaks of what Jesus Christ did in his death, burial, and resurrection. It's about atoning, uh, covering the sin. Verse 30 uh, says, The priest shall make atonement for you to cleanse you that you may be clean from all your sins before the Lord. Uh, The day of atonement was the most sacred day on the calendar. Where the people recognize their sins. Listen, there's something about recognizing our sin, which is an an archer's term. It means to miss the mark. Uh, it means to 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 swerve off the the target, to miss the mark. It's an archer's. You pull back that that bow and you shoot that arrow and it misses the mark. And so it's to cleanse and to make us clean from all of our sins before the Lord. And uh, so they would take, and they would symbolically, the priest would and lay his hand on the scapegoat that was alive and symbolically put all the sins on that scapegoat and send it away. And and it so speaks of Christ in Hebrews chapter nine. Now remember, we're talking about we're talking about the um, Day of Atonement. We're talking about Yom Kippur. Uh, we're talking about it's a feast. It's it's part of the high holy days of the Feast of the Lord, and it is to be consecrated, set apart. It is a time of being set apart by God. It's time a time of coming apart from. Sin. You know what? I believe, personally, I believe during this time there's a special grace and a special anointing and power to set you free from that spirit or, or that, that sin, that addiction, that habit, that iniquity that has held you captive maybe for decades that you've not been able to shake loose. I believe as you cry out to God and accept the power and the blood of Jesus, and you accept uh, his cleansing, but there's a special grace, and I'm going to pray for you at the end of this broadcast. There's a special grace for you to come apart, to be separated from that sin that's been trying to destroy you, that maybe has been passed down generation after generation after generation, that thing that ha- has you captive, I don't know if it's drugs, alcohol, pornography, whatever it may be, depression, fear, anger. I don't know. There's so many things uh, that, that can captivate us. But there's power in the blood in the name of Jesus to set the captives free. You see, he came to set the captives free. And so I believe, <coughs> excuse me, as we check into, as we look into, as we dive into the blood of Jesus and, and what the atonement, the day of atonement uh, symbolize and foreshadows that there's a special grace upon you, not only for you, but for your family and our nation to come apart from, to be sanctified, to be set free, to walk in holiness. Hallelujah. So, Everything, all the symbols, all the, all everything that was uh, in the tabernacle, the temples, uh, every piece of furniture, every instrument, everything that was in there (coughs) was, was and is a foreshadowing of Christ. Everything in this word. It's Jesus cover to cover. It, all, it is all circles around and, fi- and, and is centered in Christ Jesus. Uh, he is the, f- the cornerstone, the foundational doctrine, the Jesus Christ and Him crucified is the foundational doctrine for every doctrine in the Word of God. And so it all leads up to what Christ did on the cross. So in Hebrews Chapter 9, let's look at this. And I want you to get this. And we're going we're gonna to talk in a moment about how this relates to our nation too and, and what we should be doing at this critical time in our nation. In Hebrews 9, in verse 11, Christ, but Christ came as high priest of the good things to come. Let me just encourage you to go back and study Leviticus 11. And then compare it to Hebrews chapter 9. It's, it's mind-blowing. It's awesome. But Christ came as high priest of the good things to come. Hallelujah for good things to come. I prophesy of you good things are to come. Don't you get caught up in all the depression and and, and everything that the enemy is lying to you about. Listen, he's the high priest of the good things to come with the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands. That is not of this creation, not with the blood of goats and calves. Mm, that's so good, but with his own blood. See, in Leviticus 16, in the Old Testament, in the Old Covenant, the old ways of doing thing things. When God would, it was a visitation culture. Now we're in a habitation culture, where the Holy Spirit, where Jesus Christ in us, the hope of glory. Right. So it we're we're in a different dispensation. But the old dispensation, they had to kill. Uh, they had sin offerings, uh, meal offerings, uh, all, all these different offerings, they, and they had to shed the blood of different animals for different things. And <clears throat> Jesus Christ became our spotless lamb. It had to be an animal with spot, without uh, spot or blemish. And all it did, y'all, all it did was cover the sin. So that there could be relationships, so that they weren't consumed. It was a covering, and it, and not only that, uh, the priest had to make atonement for their own sins. But we're in a new day, we're in a new dispensation, we're in a new covenant, we're in a different relationship setting here. But Christ came as high priest, it says in Hebrews eleven, as Hebrews nine eleven, of the good things to come with the greater and more perfect. Tabernacle, not made with hands that is not of this creation, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood, his own blood. He entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. Jesus offers. Listen, this is in my the notes in my Bible. Jesus offered as a sacrifice his own blood. If the sacrifice of animals could achieve ceremonial cleansing or covering, how much more were this, will the spiritual sacrifice of Christ cleanse the soul? Hallelujah! Glory to God! See, Jesus was entered, he introduced the ideal system toward which the old rituals pointed. His ministry took place not in an earthly sanctuary, but in the sphere of heavenly realities. So on earth, it was a picture of the heavenly reality. Uh, It was a picture and foreshadowing what they did in the Old Testament to cover sins, to be cleansed, was foreshadowing the perfect, the true, which would be in the heavenly sphere. So not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood. Can you imagine the son of God? I'm still awed by this. I I am still overwhelmed by this, that the God of all creation, almighty God, the most powerful God, the God created everything that is and and of which everything exists and came from, the God in whom there is no shadow of turning uh, he's got a God of pure light, perfect light uh, he he is reigns eternal, supreme Lord and master, Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, chose was obedient to come and in his perfectness, he knew no sin <laughs> he Became sin, who knew no sin, that we might become his righteousness. See, he didn't commit sin, but he took on our sin. In other other words, he shed his own blood for me. For me. Now, I today had to go give blood because I have a physical coming up next week. And so they took three vials of blood. And so I was you know i i'm I'm one of those people I watch it it doesn't bother me a bit and i and thinking now, watching that red blood coming out of my body with just a little needle prick, but thinking about the Son of the living God who came down from the glories of heaven, perfect environment with the relationship right there with the Father and the Holy Spirit, the saints, the angels, the living creatures, everything perfect, wonderful, to think about the Son of God coming down so that we, so that eyes so that you could have a relationship with him that lasts throughout eternity, where he shed his blood. Listen, this is what atonement is. We're in this season. Don't forget this. Don't lose sight of the bigger picture here. We are in the actual season leading up to Yom Kippur, the day of atonement, where we are made at one with him, where we are reconciled, brought into relationship with him reconciled by our blood, his blood cleansing us. To think about him, it was, I just had a little needle. But Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, the savior of the world had a crown. First of all, he was in the garden of Gethsemane and he He was praying with such fervor. And I'm sure that Satan was attacking him. He was at such pressure that it, he Sweat, as it were, great drops of blood. He is uh, arrested and taken, and he is beaten. He he is beaten. And the crown of thorns, the long thorns were shoved on his head, and blood ran down from the skull. And he was crucified on the skull of Golgotha, which meant the skull paying for the price for our peace of mind so that we could have the mind of Christ. He was uh, the hands and nails were nails were in his hands and feet and he shed blood from his hands and from his feet. I look at it like this for a cleansing and uh, uh, the cleaning and cleansing the work of our hands and, and the past that we should go in uh, the way that our manner of walking and living. That's my way that I look at it. Uh, They took, and beat him. He was beaten with a cat of nine tails that literally ripped the flesh out. And he shed his blood so that we could be healed by the stripes of Jesus. We are healed. And they they pulled out his beard. They spat upon him. And think about that. And I'm like, oh, Father. Oh, Father. And even they took a, a spear and, and in his side and, and blood and water came out our cleansing our washing we're washed with the water of the, wa- uh, the water of the word and the blood of Jesus and I think about that and it just I don't know just today it was just a little uh, I, it makes me think just seeing that blood of my own just coming forth and all it was was for a physical blood work But seeing that red blood makes me think of the red blood of Christ that washes me white and pure and clean. Listen, if you've never accepted Christ as your Savior, then accept him today. It's so easy. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. He's looking for you. He's searching for you. Or if you need to be brought back into fellowship with him. hes You're the one he's looking for. He's looking for those that don't know him and those that have gone astray or those that just want to come closer. He is looking for you. He's drawing you. He, he knocks on the door and if any man opens, he will come in and he will sup with him. He, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and he is just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Doesn't matter what you have done. No no matter how big and overwhelming your past and your, your behavior and your sin may seem, the blood of Jesus eradicates it. The blood of Jesus separates you from it and is a brings you apart. It 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 into an apartment apartness from it. In other words, sanctifies you, cuts the power of it off. It doesn't just cover it. Because Jesus Christ, he didn't have to make atonement for his own sin because he'd never sinned. That's why he is our perfect Savior. But it literally, he shed his blood so that you could be cleansed from the death and destruction and that sin. So just, if you will just pray this prayer with me and say, Lord, I believe that you are my Savior. Jesus Christ, you're my Savior. I believe you We're born of a virgin. You died for me to cleanse me and to wash me and to save me. I believe that you rose again. I ask for you to forgive me. I confess my sins. Forgive me. Cleanse me. Wash me. Come into my heart and life. Be the Lord of my life. Take over. And Jesus, I give you everything. I give you my past, my present, and my future. I want to serve you. Thank you for cleansing me. Thank you for washing me. I receive you into my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you said that prayer... Go and call our prayer line. We're going to send you out some scriptures that will help you. And we have people that would pray for you. 866-241-0579. 866-241-0579. Welcome to the kingdom of God. Welcome to a new life and eternity. Woo! Hallelujah. Praise God. Hey, go to our website, everybody. Luada.org. L-O-U-A-D-A.org. There's lots of free resources of our our actual Be Free TV programs, as well as our Be Free radio podcast there for you many other things so don't go away we'll be right back